This is Cambridge Judge Business School's online knowledge centre with expert commentary, analysis and insights into the issues of the day. Fracking, a controversial method of extracting natural gas trapped in hard rock thousands of feet underground, is set to restart in Lancashire, where, last year, two earth tremors were reportedly caused by the process. Shorthand for hydraulic fracturing, fracking involves deep drilling and creating tiny explosions to shatter and crack hard shale rocks, so releasing the gas inside. Energy companies say it will lead to cheaper supplies. Their critics argue that it's risky. Now, Cambridge Judge Business School's Dr. Pierre Noel has joined the debate. He says that while the shale gas revolution is spreading, Europe has abandoned its carbon dioxide policy based on emission pricing in favour of renewable energies supported with direct and very high subsidies. It's a shift which has negative implications for gas as a whole. So, why all the excitement over the shale variety? Shale gas is natural gas, and natural gas is methane. This is exactly the same product as conventional natural gas. The only thing that separates shale gas, that makes it special, is the type of rock it is trapped in and the type of rock you have to extract it from. Shale gas is much deeper than conventional gas and is is located in what geologists call source rock. And the properties of these rocks mean you have to employ specific drilling technologies to get this gas out. Once the product is out, it's exactly the same as conventional natural gas. How big is the shale gas industry in Europe and and how significant is that find in Lancashire on the Fylde coast? For now, the industry in Europe is a nascent industry. It's small, but the the resource, the potential reserves, I mean, the resources in place is apparently very large very big. There are companies uh, originally mostly from the US, from North America, the US and Canada, exploring for shale gas in Europe. Now it's the whole industry that is uh, investing in um, prospective areas of Europe. The The most significant discovery so far has been in the UK, in Lancashire. Uh, This is, again, the resource in place is very large. We know that already. The fraction of that that will be commercially recoverable, we don't know yet, uh, because what they've not yet done is to drill wells to assess the flow rate. And it's the flow rate that really determines whether the, whether the, 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 the play, as they say, is economical or not. So for now, we don't know how significant this discovery will be, but the resource in place certainly is very large. There are other countries across Europe with with reserves of shale gas, aren't there? The largest reserves in Europe apparently are in Poland, though exploratory drilling there, and there's quite a few of it going on, has been disappointing so far. The second largest reserves are in France, where the government has put in place a ban on uh, the specific technology used to extract shale gas called hydraulic fracturing. So it doesn't look good for the industry in France. Uh, The results so far are rather disappointing in Poland. They've been much more successful in the UK, but the reserves are smaller. 
The Americans have a thriving shale gas industry, yet you seem to be of the opinion that we will not reach that level in this country or in Europe as a whole because of the European Union, the rules that are being laid down. There are two aspects. There's the, there's the geology and there's the regulation. The, the geology, in any case, is nowhere as good in Europe as it is in North America. Uh, that said, there are large prospective structures, geological structures across Europe. So there could be potentially some significant shale gas production in Europe. What a lot of people miss is uh, one of the key enablers in North American shale gas production boom, which is a very efficient gas transportation market, a gas pipeline market in North, in North America, especially in the US, uh, which we don't have in Europe. And the specific rules that are in place in Europe and that are being rolled out across the EU actually make it very difficult to build pan-European pipelines on a commercial basis. So, for example, if you had a large shale gas or a series of large shale gas discoveries in Poland, this gas would mostly be stranded in Poland because the market institutions to build uh, infrastructure to ship it to markets further west simply doesn't exist. There's a lot of potential. Are you saying that we've missed the boat? We've not missed the boat yet because, frankly, we don't really know yet if there is a, a boat to jump in. But the point is, if exploration proved very successful in Europe, we would quickly realise we have a, a quite a significant regulatory problem in terms of building the transport infrastructure we need to serve the European market. People who are drilling in Poland are not drilling for the Polish market, which is small anyway. They're drilling for the European market. But that, uh, as far as gas transportation is concerned, gas pipelines are concerned, doesn't exist. People who maybe drilling in, in Spain or in uh, Sweden, or they would be drilling for the European market. So that's a big difference with North America. There is another factor in all of this, isn't there? And that is that, that there are commercial interests, so there are political interests, and there's this huge backing for renewables. Yes, Europe has, uh, has bet a lot on the massive deployment of renewable energy, uh, especially wind and solar. And it creates a difficult market situation for, for natural gas because gas is essentially squeezed between coal and renewables. So if we had proper carbon pricing or carbon taxes in place, gas would displace coal and would grow with renewables. But because we, our carbon pricing is, is, is seriously defective, what we see is actually gas being displaced by coal and renewables and in power generation. That, of course, doesn't create market conditions that are very supportive for shale gas exploration and production. Do you feel that governments and indeed the wider EU have actually backed the wrong horse with renewables and that the answer has been beneath their feet for a long time? What I would say is... European and UK energy policies should concentrate on the real problem, which is carbon emissions. And to address that, you need credible long-term carbon pricing or taxes. If you had that in place, what would happen now is you would have gas, natural gas, displacing coal. 
saving a lot of carbon emissions in the short and medium term. And in the longer term, you would have a competition between zero carbon technologies, renewables, nuclear, fossil fuels with carbon capture and sequestration. But the outcome of this competition, we don't know. It's precisely for the market to reveal, to discover. By choosing to push very strongly renewables up front, as we're doing now, deploying them large scale, we incur huge costs and we prevent, we miss on the relatively cheap carbon emission reduction that we would get by natural gas displacing coal. Pierre Noel, thank you for your time. This programme was produced by the Cambridge Judge Business School as part of its online broadcast series. Thank you.